Okay, so... I love my wife. She's beautiful and great, and that is why she... Do you me s- being able to marry her is my Do you still occasionally look at pictures of your old car? Oh, yeah. I spent like 30 minutes Does your wife work. know that you look at pictures of your old oh, car? Oh, no. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why How she do you not think she's to going this. to feel when she hears about this? <laughs> well... <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Truck Talk, the podcast that is not about trucks, but it is being recorded in a truck. Uh, And so in my truck, as I've said before, I have uh, not only a driver's seat, but I have a passenger seat as well. And so today uh, in the passenger seat is my friend David. Hi. David says hi. David, you're going to have to come a little stronger than that. Uh, hello. There you go. That's better. Uh, David is uh, an accomplished rodeo clown. Um, uh, Actually, I don't know if what I'm an accomplished anything. I kind of had that realization the other let's, day. Let's start there. What is the most impressive thing you've ever done? Ooh, um, I'm glad this is a podcast and not a uh, video Right. Thing, cause yeah. My face is the most impressive thing that I've ever accomplished. Ah, oh, yes, this is perfect. Marrying Mattier. I knew you were gonna say that. I 100% think that is, and also being able to get to the point where, right before I got rid of my car, I could call it the car and not my car. Do you remember that talk that we had? Yeah, had so let's talk about that. Um, okay. So David, once upon a time, had a car. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he no longer has that car. He parted ways with it. R.I.P. Uh, but David, tell us about the car. So the car is not just any car, okay? Let's just get that straight. It was a 2014 Dodge Challenger RT 5.7 Hemi uh, stick shift. It was a manual transmission. All right, hurry it up. You're losing. Okay, okay, sorry, Come sorry, on. Sorry. It was a beautiful car, <laughs> one of a kind. The only other car ever. ever one of a kind. Almost, honestly. So it was a hundred year anniversary edition, which ah. like there's not like a whole. Okay, lot. so there was something special. It yeah. wasn't just like another one off the assembly line. <laughs> yeah. Which honestly, until this point, I always thought it was. So, really? You thought I was just that bad? Yeah, yeah I did. Oh, man. Um, okay. So I can appreciate that it was a little bit of a yes. limited edition. Yes, limited edition. That's very Kind good. of deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, so talk about your relationship with this car. <laughs> <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was just just that. It was a relationship, for sure. Um, We can start off with saying something bad that happened with the car. I was driving it. It had leather seats, Uh uh, beautiful cloud print, maroon leather seats. And being a stick shift vehicle, you know, it's you're required to drive the vehicle. You can't really be doing a whole lot of other things besides driving the vehicle. Right. So I like strawberry milk, and um, I was drinking I was drinking with my strawberry milk with my, I think Madier was, me and her were just dating at the time. Yeah, we were dating. Yes, we were definitely dating because I thought I had some 
some hard thinking to do after this, but you can probably tell where this is going. I had the strawberry milk uncapped so that I wouldn't have to take both hands away, unscrew it, and then drink it. So I just left the lid off. <laughs> well, Madier thought that her strawberry, or that was her strawberry milk, and she could drink it, but um, she grabbed it and sloshed it over to the right, oh, back no. to the left, oh, and no. then back over to the right oh, again. No. Strawberry milk all over the place, all over the car. Oh my goodness. I had strawberry milk in the speaker up until the day that I <laughs> sold it, that I traded it off. Yeah. And so oh boy. I was really upset. Then she started laughing, crying, laughing. Okay. And that didn't make it any any better <laughs> at all. And I just sat there, gripped the steering wheel, gritted my teeth, continued down the road, tried to pay attention to what was going on, and we we had a couple conversations after that. Okay. There was the conversation of, this is why I told you we can't eat and drink in the car. <laughs> and then she was like, it's a car. It doesn't matter. And like, She's right, of course, you know, mm. but it. Good save. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah good save. <laughs> so uh, how long did you date the car before <laughs> uh, before you ended it? Well, or maybe the car ended it. Who ended it? Was it you or the car? It was, uh, well, actually, I think it was mutual. The car <laughs> you, didn't want to agree. You and the car mutually <laughs> parted ways. Okay. Well, she didn't want to agree with me. Her name was Charlie, I, by the way. So I was going to ask if, she didn't, if there was a name. Yeah, it's, so she didn't want to. It's good that you took the time to get to know her name, um, <laughs> being in a relationship and all. Right. The amount of time we spent together was, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. significant. But, yeah, so she didn't want to cooperate a lot of the time. Um for some reason, my dad's a mechanic. He's been a mechanic for... Is this how you talk about your current relationship as well? Like, <laughs> that she doesn't want to cooperate? No, I think I'm... I'm not, I'm not going to... I don't know how to answer Be that. very careful. Yeah, yeah, I am, I am. Okay, so... I love my wife. She's beautiful and great, and that is why she... Do you me s- being able to marry her is my Do you still occasionally look at pictures of your old car? Oh, yeah, I spent like thirty minutes. Does your wife work. know that you look at pictures of your old oh, car? Oh no, of course not. <laughs> That's why. How she do will you think she's to going this. to feel when she hears about this? Well, <laughs> uh, anyway, so the car second gear wouldn't work a whole lot of the time. A lot of the time, my dad couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out, and the freaking people at the dealership couldn't figure it out. Living in a city where roundabouts are a thing and, you know, stopping and going and stopping and going and stopping and going is really prominent. It was kind of hard for me to go from first to third. Mm. Um, and it was just really rough on me. It wasn't very practical. Um, not that that is, but, you yeah. know. Which that, by the way, is his Jeep that he Jeep, now has. Yes. He yeah. pointed to. Um, are you in a relationship with your Jeep? I think a healthy one would be... Because I can say... It's more like a side piece. (laughs) (laughs) Marier knows about the Jeep, though. We drive the... She drives the Jeep. She's cool with it. She's cool with it. Interesting. Okay. Well, so she actually bought me something for the Jeep. She bought me a dog hammock thing so that they can crawl up into the back seat. Okay. So this is why I like the Jeep more... Oh, I need to be careful here. Whoa. I like the Jeep a lot, and I like my car a lot. I like them differently. <laughs> it's like, which child do you love more? <laughs> I love them both equally. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, but you like the older one better what, because it cooperates. What's the Jeep's name? Standing Bear. I'm sorry, what? Standing Bear. Standing Bear? That was when I went through my whole Native American phase where I thought I was Native American and... But you weren't? And Ancestor.com claims that I'm not. So you're like Elizabeth Warren, basically. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't claim this. When someone says, "David, are you Native American?" I say, "No, I'm just a normal, regular old white dude, probably from Europe, and that's about it." Mm. So, uh, I, I mean, gotcha. nothing like super. Did you ever record a podcast in any of your vehicles? No, and I was going to say, upon further thought, I'm not going to say that this was my first podcast. Mm-hmm. Because the guy that the guy that I carpool with, this is completely legal, by the way. I have his consent. The guy that I I don't know where with, this is going, but it's getting weird. <laughs> so, so the guy that I carpool with to work, I work in Little Rock, and so it's about a forty minute drive, forty five, depending on traffic, you know, which is terrible. I forty sucks, but so I told him I was like, dude, wouldn't it be cool if like. I just kind of recorded us. Like, I think we could have a podcast, like the stuff that we talk about all the time. And he's like, oh, yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. But don't tell me when you're going to do it because I get super nervous and not be able to, like, talk or anything. And, and I cuss a lot. So, like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you, you do drop some pretty heavy F-bombs. But, I mean, you know, whatever, <laughs> it's fine. And so I started recording us for three three days now three days like just recently you started this? yeah just recently oh yeah so i didn't even know yeah he's had time to like do you feel forget. like you're cheating on your other podcast right now you're a relationally no. complicated individual <laughs> that's what i'm learning right now from this truck talk podcast yes yes yeah yeah uh yeah i am i'm very i guess i just say i'm complicated in general yeah well, okay, so the reason why we are uh, recording a podcast in a truck mainly is uh, because, you know, it's crazy town out there mm-hmm. right now, and we're not allowed to, like, congregate with large groups of people. Yes. Um, and, uh, and I figured that my truck was a safe space because I'm not worried about how many people are going to be in it. <laughs> um, but it's not a, what was it, six feet apart thing? Yeah, we're definitely not six feet apart. Um, yeah, no. Which like our elbows are almost touching. Almost. Well, but that's fine. That's see. Okay, that's interesting because we're supposed to be six feet apart, uh-huh. but the elbow touch is permitted. Oh. And those things are contradictory. You can't touch elbows if you're six feet apart. Hmm. You cannot. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Who said this though? I don't know. I. Because I... I've been getting a lot of different things like. Oh, the coronavirus is actually not even that big of a deal. It's just like the flu, and we're going to get a vaccine uh, tomorrow. Right, right. And then I've also heard, like, it's killing everyone. Everyone's dying. It's the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. So. So, but tell me tell me where you're at with it all. How are you dealing with this, this strange new world that we're living in? Has it affected <laughs> your life? It actually has because it's affected my boss. Okay. I really like my boss. He's super cool. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this because... He his thing is he likes to roast people a lot. Uh-huh. So every time he sees me, he's like, "David, you sure are a weird looking dude, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Okay, wow. thanks, man." I mean, it's fun. It's all fun and games. Like we're all you know we poke fun at each other and everything. Mm-hmm. But he has been denying that it's even a thing. Really, he'll go out back in his office. And he'll sit in there and he'll start like researching stuff, and then he'll come back out. If you want to be scared, go and look at uh, the flu. How many people die from the flu? And we got a vaccine for it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, go go ahead, Google it. And then say, like, okay, whatever. But right. now, now, Ryan, we have to work from home. 
Oh, you're working yeah. from home? Uh, it's not official just yet. He's starting to set up some stuff. He came out today and was like, yeah, so uh, looks like we're going to have to uh, start working from home. Y'all take computers. I'll take whatever you need. So I'm about to walk out of that freaking office uh-huh. with a brand new computer and two monitors. And okay. Just, I'm going to have to slap it in my dining room and work from home. Yeah. Which yeah. is great for the dogs. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. And a lot of people are doing that these days. Yeah, I've done, yeah, yeah. Um, I've done several meetings over Zoom this week uh, with, with people in their uh, homes. Or mm. I actually did one today with... It was a team of people that were all in their office. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all in the same like office space, but each yeah. of them has individual offices, and they were all on a Zoom call just because even though they're in the same building, yeah. they were trying to minimize you know actual contact with yeah, each other. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was interesting. Yeah. So we we have our own like. She has a screwdriver. In... Sorry. Uh, uh, no, no, no. That's part of uh, Truck Talk podcast. Is that. There are things that happen outside the truck, uh, and we talk about them, right? Okay. So that was a, um, I want to say that was a, was that a Tahoe? What was that? Uh, that was a Chevy Trailblazer. Uh, okay, Chevy Trailblazer that went by, and actually, props to them, first of all, because they stopped at a stop sign next to my house that and no one a... ever stops at, yeah, right? Not even, not even cops, out. right? Oh. Uh, I see cops blow through this intersection all the time. Well, they are the law, so you got to well, think about that. Well, yeah. uh, hey. Um, no, no comment, uh, police. Um, David Turner. Yes. What's your address? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, or license plate number or something. Um, but so this trailblazer just pulled up, and mm-hmm. they had a screwdriver, screwdriver yeah. shoved into the. Uh, the like I'm the, guessing the door lock or the window. I'm not sure if it was oh, yeah, something to do with the door lock or holding the window. It was up. on the inside though, for sure. Um, so it kind of like at first glance, I thought someone was trying to break in and then got caught and just left. And then the person was like, "I'm just going to leave that there." So what would happen if you saw your old car, Charlie, oh. today, somebody else driving it, and there was a screwdriver wedged into the door? Oh, I would have half a mind to go and talk to the person. And what do you just mean, talk half. to the person? So I would just like, "Hi, how are you?" Kindly but firmly, and maybe aggressively. <laughs> tell them how wrong they are for treating my vehicle that way <laughs> I don't know oh so she's still yours you're having some so a- here attachment issues it sounds like <laughs> issues is a good word <laughs> how long so, has it been since the breakup I don't have to talk about it it's fine actually I think it was May of 2017 wow okay actually it, May or June regardless um, <laughs> that is a thing that I get this from my father, who is also really bad about this. He He's still also calls, been attached to a lot of cars. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. My my mom is just like, you were just like Keith Turner. I'm like, oh, well, I like your right. parents a lot. I've met them several times. Um, one of my favorite memories of meeting your parents was when we ran into each other at the local movie theater, and you guys were sitting like almost in the very front row because. <laughs> I think it was your mom had bought the tickets and misunderstood which side of the movie theater the screen was on. And so, <laughs> and so you you guys were sitting very close to the screen yeah, we in were. what I remember was not that full of a movie theater. Yeah, no, we weren't. Uh, bless her heart. We can just, I'll just say that. Yeah, um, for our worldwide audience, that's, yes. that's Arkansas for, for, for what, David? I'll um, let you. Well, so bless your heart is more of like a... So I just said it about my mom, so I'd be very careful about this. <laughs> That's why I'm letting you explain it, not me. <laughs> um, 
it's kind of like a backhanded compliment if that's a thing so it's like saying oh I don't know if you see if you saw somebody like running outside and they tripped and fell you'd be like oh bless your heart it's kind of like oh it sucks to be you or sucks for you kind of thing but also it's like they don't you don't know any better kind of like your ignorance is being justified yeah I yeah. think is a good way to say mm. that, maybe. Okay, okay. I don't know. I love my mom to death. She's a great lady. She's the most beautiful person in the world besides my wife, so we can... Yeah, you're really, like, bouncing yeah. back and forth on some things here. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm but not, it's good. I understand yeah. why. Yeah, I understand so. why. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's let's get into to something else here. Okay, um, okay. I am a complicated individual, so, I mean, there's... I don't want to try to brag and say there's a wide range of things we could talk about, but... Is there anything on your mind lately that you would like to talk about? Yes. Oh, okay. What you got? So, it's easy for me to talk about right now because um, I know that no one is... Like, in my mind right now, no one is listening to me except for you. Right. And, and this microphone. That's and it. that could be true. <laughs> we we may not get any listeners yeah, that's, at all. That is true. They could um, see David Turner and be like, ooh, okay, yeah. But, but, you know, we're several episodes in at this point, and so, yeah, yeah, so. it also might be a worldwide phenomenon oh, uh, at this point. I would hate for me to just become famous like that. Well. Like, oh, my gosh, did you hear what David said to Ryan? Well, yeah. okay. What what What's on your mind? Okay, so, yeah, what's on my mind? So... I gotta be careful how I word these things. Um, this isn't like conversation where I can go back and be like, "I didn't mean to say that. I meant this." Right. Because it's recorded. Yes. And yeah. So what's on my mind is failure okay. and how to live with it and how to learn from it. Okay, we're getting deep. I like this. Yeah, I'm trying. I brought my boots. So <laughs> <laughs> shout out Dessel Turner. She says that all the time. Um, but so one thing that I've experienced a lot in my life after graduating high school is failure. And I, as a, um, high schooler and just growing up and stuff was put on a golden pedestal kind of thing. Like David Turner can do no wrong. I had a teacher before I graduated in elementary school. I wasn't in elementary school, but she was an elementary school teacher. And she said, David, you were, everybody used to call me David Turner back then. I don't, I don't know. But there, she was like, David Turner, you were just such a good boy. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then she said, I want my son to grow up to be just like you. And then I was like, of course, you know, cloud nine. Like, of course you would. Why would you not? I'm great. <laughs> then I got to college, and that started ringing in my head. And I was like, I am an awful human being. Like, why would you ever say that? And then so in my mind, I was held up to the standard of like, you know, David Turner. Like, and that's just, that just wasn't just wasn't the case like I'm just not this I don't know I like I'm not worthy of like all these like being a trophy like I I get the I get the um participation trophy and that's like (laughs) and then I'm happy with that I'm like oh yeah well yeah so after high school college kind of smacked me around a little bit I remember eating my words because I told my dad me and my dad we wrestle all the time that's like one of our things we like to fight a lot and it's all Fun and games. We get hurt. I get hurt, but it's fun and it's fine <laughs> and it's whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I said the words. I was like, "Dad, I don't understand why you always hit me in the face. Like the world is not going to hit me in the face." And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he just looked at me and goes, "Okay, sure." 
And then I graduated high school and went to college and was like, golly, the world is just hitting me in the face, man. So graduating with 29 people, yeah, uh, it was kind of rough because, like I said, you know, being put on this pedestal, David Turner did no wrong. Um, I went and started failing terribly. And I think my GPA at one point was like two something, okay. maybe one nine, something severe. Yeah, and then so I'm trying to make this quick. Um, I went into a classroom and it had 89 people in it, wow. and I wanted to have a stroke. Yeah, and just like immediately. But so I like I was like I'm sitting in the front. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I'm not turning around. And then every once in a while, she'd be like the professor, would be like, "Yes, you in the back." And then I'd turn around <laughs> and be like, "Oh gosh, this." It was one of those like stadium uh-huh. kind of thing, like a yeah. amphitheater kind yep. of deal. Yeah. So all that, and then that made me quickly realize that I was not, you know, my crap did stink. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow, that's... Hey, just a short break to ask you guys a favor. First of all, if you're still listening to this, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, but secondly, I would love it if you would uh, like our stuff on social media uh, and share it with other people. Uh, on top of that, if you could go and give a rating or a view for the podcast... Uh, that would be great, but but the biggest thing would be to share this with other people. So just jump on social media or wherever it is, share an episode, share a graphic, share a link, share something uh, to help get this out to other people. Love to have more people listening to it, uh, and yeah, I just really really appreciate that. So back to the podcast. Yeah. Like, oh wow, that's that's a hit in the face, and yeah. also dating Madier was very helpful because she reminded me of that in a positive way and in a positive light in a positive light that I I can mess up and I'm not perfect and I still learn that every day so all that backstory to say failure I'm still learning how to deal with it so I've been to United States Marine Corps officer candidate school twice now mm-hmm. first time it's a 10 week course for those of you who don't know to be the best of the best of the best of the best sir so, you're, you're leading Marines, and Marines, I'm not going to explain what that is. You can, you can look it up if you don't know. Um, it's The only reason we still have a Marine Corps is because America loves the Marine Corps. That is a fact that is in the history books. If you ask any Marine that is salty enough to know, that is old enough, that has any kind of, like, anything, he will say, yes, it's because America loves the Marine Corps. Okay. Yeah. So... And I failed out twice. Twice, Ryan. Yeah. Most people, it's like a 50%, is it attrition? Is that what that word is? Uh, like losing people over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a 50% attrition rate. And so I shouldn't be shocked that, you know, I got kicked out. But also it's like, God bless. I thought, you know, one day I had this magical Jesus moment where I was reading the Bible as one does in the morning and I was like man I just really don't know what to do with my future I don't really want to be a film major I don't really want to do this anymore and then I was just reading and then I was thinking about military and I started thinking about all these different ones and I was like ah that's not it that ain't it and then I started thinking about the Marines that was the last one I thought about and I just felt like a peace about it like I felt really calm and didn't feel any stress about it so I was like oh, okay yeah, yeah I feel like you know yeah and I was like yeah God's telling me to go towards that so I failed twice I'm like you sure about that God you really sure you didn't change your mind somewhere around there? So the first time around, I was like, okay, yeah. I went to OCS, failed. And then that was because of academics, and I just didn't take the studying the way I should have. But 
that's a whole it's a whole deep thing the colonel there who runs the joint he's basically god of ocs what he says goes and that's it mm. there's no ifs ands buts about it mm -hmm. so there's other people that were in worse condition than me and like saying their grades were significantly worse than mine but for whatever reason the colonel was like no i like you more i think i'll uh, i think i'll let you stay and so they got to stay and graduate now mm. they're officers second first lieutenants in the marine corps now and i'm a civilian and then so I was like, oh, I don't really see how that's fair, how you can just be like, have a three-second conversation with somebody and be like, oh, no, you're not uh, officer material. But he's the colonel, you know, hey, he knows more about it than I do, obviously. But whatever, I still kind of think it's unfair. And then I went back for a second time, kind of reluctantly. I was kind of like, all right, God, you said you want me to do this. I'm going to freaking do it. Let's go. And so I went. And for those of you who don't know, I'm pretty good at running. Um, I, I thought I was really good at running until I went to college and realized that a four-minute mile was a thing. Uh, <laughs> I, had, I think I, the fastest I ever ran was a five-minute mile, and I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm the flash, if there ever was one. <laughs> hey, five-minute mile's not bad at all. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that now, but anyway, uh, yeah, so OCS was very humbling. And the second time I went, I got a level three stress fracture in both of my tibia mm. tibia i don't know if that's pl how you mm -hmm. pluralize that but one in each leg and it only goes to level four mm. and then the uh, physical therapist that was there was like turner if you continue to train on your legs they will break and i'm gonna have to send you home so you need to go pack your bags i was like oh <laughs> are you sure so I didn't really hear anything after that because, you know, I was just like, Duh. in the yeah. days, you know, like, oh, there's no way, it's not me. <laughs> I was one of the best runners in the platoon. Right. I was like maybe fifth or sixth out of like 64 people that were there. Mm. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll be good. And my legs were feeling fine. I felt like I had a bruise on it. And so mm. I was like, I need to go get this checked out before mm -hmm. it gets worse. And it apparently, he just run that stop zone. Probably. Like I said, nobody yeah. stops at that thing. But yeah, anyway, so, I mean, it was, it was that, and I'm just learning how to deal with that right now, and I'm learning how one of my friends, he's actually, he went to OCS and he graduated, so I'm, oh gosh, I'm so proud of him, like, he's, he's doing something with his life, because we were both working at a job that we didn't really care about that much together, and, uh, and we were both trying to go to the Marines, and then I went, and then, uh, came back, then I went again. And then came back, and then I've told him. I mean, he knew everything about OCS before he went because I, I had given him all the information that I had, mm. like in my head. And then he was he went and he graduated, and now he is on the next step. He is a he is second lieutenant Temples right now, and that is awesome. And I'm so proud of him. And I I love him to death. He's he's a great guy. I really do. He's hilarious. Um, but it's it's kind of hard for me at some points to be like happy for him you know yeah because i mean and i don't i mean i don't feel bad for saying that but like he's getting to do the thing that i've been trying so hard to do i mean right. we've both been trying for the same amount of time but i've been to ocs twice now and i've already failed twice so one part of me is like look dude you just need to get the freaking hint it's not you're not cut out for it you just hmm. can't do this clearly hmm. but i also feel like if freaking god told me to do it then maybe freaking you should do it and Joey at church the other day said something that I thought was really good. He was like, sometimes God's going to tell you 
to go to this place and it's gonna have a closed door and i was like that doesn't make any sense why <laughs> would god do that you know the whole well if god loves me then um why did he let my dog die mm-hmm. and then that's just like oh yeah you proved me wrong there's no god you know so that's that it's that whole argument of like why would you tell me to do this I would rather my plan so much better than yours because my plan, I would already be at OCS, I would be, or I'd already be a Marine officer, I'd be doing these cool things, serving the country, hoorah, you know, all the, all the good, all the good, good. Mm-hmm. And God's like, no, nah, I want you to stay and I want you to fail twice. And it's like, oh, yeah. So why do you think that is? Why do you think I had to fail twice? Yeah, why, why is the situation the way it is? <sighs> Bruh. Uh,. You feel like you've learned anything from uh, it? Yeah, I've definitely learned a lot. I've learned how to, I mean, that was extremely humbling. Taught me how to be more of a man, taught me how to stand up for myself. That was the first time I ever cussed anybody out was at OCS, <laughs> and it was over a broom. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, it's just kind of a stressful environment. You know, you're getting constantly yelled at, and you're just being tested all hours of the day, even at night, because, like, how well can you sleep? Can you sleep well? Did you get sleep? Oh, well, then you had time to prepare. Mm. You know, like, it's, it's just that whole, it's the whole mindset of, <clears throat> like they were they told us if you rolled your ankle while you're running you were not stepping confidently enough hmm. like wow does that do you hear yourself that doesn't yeah. make any dang sense bro but I, I think it's i think i really needed to learn something i think it was a lesson that i needed to learn on my own that no one could teach me except for failing right and i think i learned it the first time the second time i don't know i don't know quite yet why both my legs were broken for me to just come home because I was I mean I was doing great my grades were wonderful I was killing it I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing things were working out well I was destroying all the events people were looking up to me Mm -hmm. and they're like oh you've been here before candidate Turner what's uh what's gonna happen next and I was like yeah Everyone, gather around and grab a pen and paper. <laughs> I'm about to smack some knowledge on you. Uh, and then, I mean, it was all the time they were asking uh-huh. me stuff. Coming and waking me up at my rack and saying, like, hey, Turner, Turner, what's tomorrow going to be like? Right. And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it, bro. It's fine. Yeah. So, I don't I don't, I don't, know, right? I really don't know the second time. I know the first time had to be to humble myself, put myself in my place. Yeah. Taught me a lot about sticking up for myself. Taught me a lot about, honestly, like, I mean, I don't want to say stereotypical. How to be a man? What does it mean to be a man? But yeah. to me, what it like, what it means to be more of a man, I huh. guess, instead of like, I don't know. And it also really put me in a spot of where I had to be okay with not being the breadwinner of the household. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, you are this weekend coming up on your one year. Yeah. Wedding anniversary. Yeah. Wedding anniversary. So you were gone for a lot of the first year. Uh, yeah. What What was that like? The first year, I have been... We've been apart a lot, actually. She's gone to Haiti twice, hmm. then Japan, because she's half Japanese and she has half her family over there. Right. Um, and then I went to... I guess I went to OCS twice. Well, in that time period, yeah. and I went. See, I, I get kind of caught up on the dates because I don't know. I know I went to LA for like four months, but we weren't. We were dating right, then. That's before so you were married. That was before we were married. Yeah. But has it been tough, like spending that much time apart during the first year of marriage? <laughs> for me, yes, because my <laughs> not for her. <laughs> I don't think not <laughs> as much for her. Um, I'm more emotional than she is. I'm more of like the. Um, While you've been gone, she's been seeing your old car. Yeah. 
No, <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I remember whenever I was, when I came back from OCS, obviously she was very clearly upset. Uh, but she was like, you know, it was, it was just kind of like you weren't ever really gone. I was just kind of busy. I, mm. like, I said, dude, I was busy <laughs> all freaking day, 24-7. Yeah. What do you mean? And I was like, yeah. when I came back, I was like, God. This is the first time I've ever laid eyes on a woman kind of thing. Like, this is intense, dude. And the same thing when I was in L.A. Like, you know, I mean, I would just go around and I'd see all these women. I'm like, man, this makes me really, really miss my girlfriend. Yeah. It really does. And then I'd call her and then she'd be like, okay, well, I guess I'll talk to you later. And I was like, oh, no, oh, okay. <laughs> and because, you know, the, the time difference, she's like, I'm going to bed now. I was like, oh, it's only, it's only nine. So, Marie didn't miss you at all. That's what we've Yeah, she hates my guts. Established. Is is. She yeah. just doesn't care. Well, her, so the love language deal, um, I don't know if there's like a test or anything. But yeah, yeah, there is. I think oh. it's like fivelovelanguages.com or something like that. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay. If you're not familiar with that, it's, yeah, five different ways that people show and receive affection, basically. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there's a book. You can check that out, too. Yeah, and that's, I think that's very, extremely important. Yeah, so because, talk about that. Where are you guys on both yeah, of the love so languages? Where, where I'm at is physical touch. That ginormous jacked-up truck right there. Power wagon, baby. Power wagon that just didn't <laughs> stop at the stop sign. It's a power wagon. Power wagons yeah. don't stop. Every time they go by, I think, I want to be that cool one day. <laughs> well, <laughs> this truck's pretty freaking cool. I uh, And it's a Ford on top of that. So Being heavily sarcastic. But... <laughs> Uh, anyway, love anyway. languages, you and your wife. <laughs> Me and my wife. Love languages. Her love language is uh, quality time. Mm-hmm. Quality time, which I have come to learn, is not spending time with each other. <laughs> <laughs> it is what she... We are still working on a solid, uh, concrete definition for quality time. She mm-hmm. probably has one, but I'm trying to learn it. Right. Like, we've only been married almost a year, so... Okay. Still working on that. Um, mine is physical touch. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, literally, if my foot is touching her leg, I am happy. You're and good I'm, with that. I'm like, yeah. okay, you are showing me that you love me, and that's so. That's again, good. if you don't, if you're not familiar with these, you've got quality time and physical touch that he already mentioned. Yeah. Um, acts, of service, acts of service, gifts, and words of affirmation. Yes. Those are the, words the five. Yeah. And you don't always receive and and give mm-hmm. affection and love in the same way right yeah uh, and so you're saying for her she needs quality time and you need physical touch yeah yeah okay so yeah that being said um, it was really hard for me because I would always like see her and be like oh you want a hug and a kiss that let me greet you with a hug and a kiss and then she was like oh my gosh stop touching me I was like <laughs> oh okay yeah all right you don't want me to touch you what's the deal here pickle and so she was like i just want to just be with you and that's it i just want to sit in a room and just be with you i was like that kind of sounds really sucky like uh, a lot but i figured this out it's a formula okay so and i can do this selfishly but then also the more i do it selfishly the more it ends up being unselfishly so <laughs> i'm really excited for you to explain that <laughs> <laughs> I have you in the palm of my hand. Right, yeah. <laughs> so she feels love a certain way. And so whenever I give her um, 
the way that she accepts love, when I give her love that way, whenever I spend time with her, just literally sitting with her, having a deep conversation, talking about politics, talking about whatever she wants to talk about, mm-hmm. um, she feels love that way. And she's like, man, I just love you so much, David. And I'm like, yes, yes. And then she's like, I want to show you how much I love you now. And I'm like, I feel love from physical touch. And she's like, come here. And then give me a big old fat kiss. And I'm like, yes. Wow. Hey, this is a family show. Oh. I just, so keep it, <laughs> keep it family friendly. We only kiss on the cheek and that's absolutely where we draw the line. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't even imagine going All anywhere right. else. That's, that's it. Kids, that is the apex of love. Uh, there's nothing beyond that. Um, <laughs> yes, that is it. But, and that's cool because then like the other night, and she's been learning about this, or she's been acting on this a lot better than me, just because she's better than I am, but uh, the better half, right? Uh. And she, she, I was just walking to go to the bathroom. I, I walked right in front of her, and she was like, hey, come here. I was like, what? And she goes, give me a kiss. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And normally she wouldn't be like that. Or she'd be like, come here and hug me. I was like, okay. And I gave her a hug, and she was like, oh, I just wanted to hug my love. And I was like, Wow really me (laughs) (laughs) and so I mean I don't know you know how's she gonna feel about you sharing all this she knows (laughs) she knows I think she's gonna feel good about it she's probably not gonna listen because I'm talking about her too much she's she's gonna be embarrassed and like "Ah, I did right okay yeah so (laughs) but yeah so I think the love language is very important and I think we're getting a, a pretty good grasp on them oh another thing that I didn't know about that's actually really, really, really important Okay, is, uh, I think it's called attunement, maybe attunement. Um, Tell me about it. Yeah, so Madier is a very passionate person, and that is a great way for me to describe her. Um, she gets very passionate about everything that she cares about. So when she drops a spoon... She becomes very passionate about the fact that she just dropped that spoon. Okay. So when she's like, you know what? Screw that spoon. I'm not picking it up. Oh. And then me going, you need to chill out. It's just a spoon. And doing that is the opposite of attunement. That's her already being angry. And then Uh me coming over here and just like with the right jab or hook or whatever and being like, yeah, what you're feeling right now is stupid, and you need to grow up. Mm. And that's not a way to be at all. Yeah, I'm thinking that doesn't go well. No, it doesn't, because uh, we've had plenty of fights over that, and I didn't know that I should just affirm her in the in the moment. I didn't uh. know. I was like, why are you being a child? And she's like, Whoa, and then that just turned into a, a, an argument. I was just a fight all in itself, and a very unproductive fight is what it was, until one of us was just like, you know what, screw it, I'm done. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Um, but... Yeah, so me, so now the way I handle that, and it's funny, yeah, in a way, because she, she'll be like, screw that spoon, I'm not picking it up. And I'll walk over there and I'll stomp on the spoon, and be like, yeah, you know what, spoon? You picked the wrong neighborhood, son. <laughs> bat, bat, I hate you. You guys then, go through a lot of spoons? We have four. Left? Now, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we so have, we it, have much more knives, if that. If oh, that. well, yeah, don't stomp on those, yeah. please. <laughs> um,. So, is she uh, working from home, or is she going to be? Well, she's doing pharmacy stuff, so I think not. Not, Because okay. that's one of those things that's like, that needs Fairly to stay. Fairly important to have that yeah, up that and needs running. To stay, yeah, needs to stay okay. there. So, she's going to be doing drive-through only, Okay. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, some dude came in there the other day and was just 
unaware of everything and um like did that thing where people like wipe their nose up you know what with the palm like starting at the tip oh. of their the hand and then going straight no, up the nose no, no. yeah and then proceeded to touch someone else's hand no yeah no, and then so they all freaked out and she told me and i was like where's this dude at i just want to talk oh and she was like, hey, I mean, he's unclear. He's just not, like, aware that there is literally oh. a pandemic going around. People are dying from sickness, and you're just sitting here touching your nose, and then... Oh. <laughs> I mean, nice that's terrible, even if there's not a pandemic. Yeah, I would have probably smacked the guy around oh, a little bit. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's rough. I mean, there's a guy that did that did something like that similar to at my work, and then he sneezed and then did that, and I looked at him, and he tried to hand me a piece of paper, and I said... Look here, buddy. I don't know yeah. who you think you are, mm. but uh, I'm not taking that paper from you because Yikes. that's disgusting. I have an issue with this area of the body anyway. Which? The nasal for, area. For, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just, that doesn't... Well. No. So you'll be at home on dog duty. She'll be at yes, work. I'll um, be on dog duty, and, which is uh, great. If you had to guess right now, like mm-hmm. um, placing a little money on the line here, like... Ooh. Okay. How long do you think this um, mm. this thing's gonna last? How long are you gonna be? Mm. How long will you be working from home? Let's say that. Well, I'm currently reading the Book of Revelation, so forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, if I could tell you the number of conversations that started with, currently I'm reading the Book of Revelation. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, dude, I don't really know. Uh, to tell you the honest truth. Uh, how about this? Um, eight weeks, over, under. Mm. Eight weeks. I'm going to take the under on that one. Taking the under on that one. Yeah, okay, you I heard just, it here. You David heard it Turner, under eight weeks. Uh, so if it goes past eight weeks, um, how can people contact you? Um, via Al. Owl. Yes. Owl messenger. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm watching Harry Potter right now, so that's I good. don't even know how you that's give um, delivery instructions to an owl. But, yeah, you know, I don't... It's a well, magical thing. Well, hey, so. but we may get to the point... Let's say it lasts far beyond eight weeks. Okay, like, okay. Like eight years. Um, oh, gosh. And messenger owls are the only way to... <laughs> to send and receive information from each other. And hopefully and, and, people and we'll close it. with this. This will okay. be kind of the last thing here. Okay. Um, let's say it does go eight years, mm. um, and we're in like a Mad Max yeah. kind of oh, world. Yeah. Um, okay. And this is kind of how I, I end all of these podcasts, yeah. um, not with this specific scenario, but <laughs> what me. would be your advice oh, right here and now to the advice. huddled masses that even though it's a post-apocalyptic world, right, still yeah. have access to this podcast. So my advice for what? Just living in general, surviving? Yeah, your best piece of advice for those people, um, um, okay, those loyal listeners that are still <laughs> checking in on the Truck Talk podcast. Yes, that will be running in eight years. Yeah. Um, my advice to someone living in a post-apocalyptic world would be to... We should end it there, like the Sopranos. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, um, I think it, a lot of people, even nowadays, don't listen enough and they don't pay attention enough. And that's the issue right now. Is not enough people are listening to what's going on. And if they are listening, well, hold on. No, they're just not paying attention either. Those are two <laughs> different things. They're not paying attention and they're not listening. Uh-huh. Even if they are paying attention, they're not listening. That's what I'm going to say. 
So yeah. Just so your advice is to pay attention. Gotta pay attention. To what? Literally everything. Your situational situational awareness has to be satisfactory hmm. at minimum. You hmm. have to be able to like. I mean, this is one thing that I hate almost not more than anything, but I really hate it. I despise it in a human being. Whenever I'm walking, and like they bump into me or like I'm sitting still and they bump into me or something. I'm like, I mean, no harm, no foul, whatever. But it's kind of like, what were you doing? How how are you not aware that I'm sitting here? Or like whenever an accident happens, my first go-to is like, what could, what could have we done to have prevented this accident? Depending on how severe it is. But it's like, if you were paying attention, nine times out of 10, you know, you could have avoided that. Yeah. Depending on what it is again. So got to pay attention. And also whenever someone of, any kind of like whenever Madier, she's almost a pharmacist. Whenever she says something about some medicine, when she says something about the freaking COVID nineteen coronavirus, whatever, yeah, I'm gonna be like, okay, yeah, I should listen to you because yeah. you are a learned individual right. on the someone subject. who actually studied it. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you haven't studied it and you don't like, if you don't have a freaking leg to stand on, like, I'm not gonna really listen to what you have to say about right. the thing. So. All right, so yeah. this thing is going to last less than eight weeks, but if it doesn't and it lasts eight years, David Turner's advice to you is to pay attention to what's around you yes. and specifically to the people who are trained in the things that, that we're talking about, which yes. seems like pretty good advice. Yeah. Um, thank you. But uh, thanks for coming and hanging out in my truck. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I appreciate you making the trip over after oh, yeah. a day at work and oh, yeah. and risking getting out into uh, this um, <laughs> Yeah, this world that we're in. Um, but yeah, so thanks for thanks yeah. for hanging out, and thanks for tuning in, uh, if that's you. And if you have made it this far in the podcast, <laughs> first of all, why don't you have better things to do with your life? No, this is good. Listen to this. This is fun. Never mind. This is good. Yes. Listen to this. This is fun. Ryan uh, is a learned individual. One of the people I was talking about when I say listen to someone that has a leg to stand on yeah ryan has a leg to stand on most things so listen to him sure um but thanks for tuning in thanks for listening if you haven't already please um give us a review give us a rating share on social media that's probably the the most important thing you could do is to share this uh this podcast can be found on on apple podcasts on spotify on google podcasts on several others we got a facebook page you can reach out there uh it's just uh, truck talk. I think you'll you'll find it if you go searching for it. Uh, but yeah, share it with your friends, share it with your family, or somebody that you just want to waste a lot of their time. <laughs> Whatever it is, just just share it, people. Come on, it'll take you like three <laughs> seconds. Don't make me beg. Uh, but anyway, David, thanks for coming on. Yeah, We're gonna sure. have some other fun guests in the future. Yes, I can't. And wait. Um, thanks for having me. By the way, that's that's really cool. I feel honored to be on the on the talk here. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be in my truck, right? <laughs> So, all right, until next time. Hey, one last thing. Truck Talk is brought to you by Ready Set Podcast. Uh, Ready Set Podcast is a podcast production company that can podcast anywhere, including in my truck. Uh, we've done it around ironing boards. We can do it online. Uh, but Ready, Set, Podcast is uh, there for you to take your brilliant idea and turn it into a podcast. So if you've got an idea for a podcast, 
and don't have the time or don't know how to produce it yourself, Ready, Set Podcast can take care of you. Uh, we can do recording, editing, and publishing or any combination of the three. So uh, check us out, readysetpodcast.xyz, or you can find us, uh, Ready, Set Podcast, on Facebook or Instagram, or send an email directly to getreadysetpodcast at gmail.com. Get Ready, Set Podcast, taking your brilliant idea, turning it into reality. Thank mm-hmm. you.